I'm Danica Juarez. And I'm Jan James. And this is How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica. And I'm Jan. And I'm Valerie. And today we watched The Shindig from 1930, a Disney short starring Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Horace Horsecaller, and Clarabelle Cow. This is Clarabelle's first appearance, official appearance. Some people attribute random other cows that exist in previous Mickey cartoons as being her, even though they're just cows. Uh, the one that mo- I could most buy is this one where they're like playing a band concert and she's like actually like sitting up anthropomorphized from playing an instrument or whatever. But she's also naked and she's not acting like Clarabelle yet. So this is the first Clarabelle. This is not Horace Horsecollar's first appearance, but this is the first time that he is consistently walking on two legs and, and everything he before this kind of like went back and forth within the same cartoon being a four-legged horse and standing upright so this is he's gonna stay this way now he's like cars have been invented my job is done <laughs> right he's like i'm good um this is also the 20th mickey mouse short to be produced and i would like to note that reviews at the time described it as okay is that literally what they said there's one of them literally used the word okay like said it was okay and there was two things on the wiki wikipedia page and they were both like yeah it's fine (laughs) this is fine kids will probably like it it's good it's fine okay um (laughs) i would like to say that i did notice i mean this officially officially you could have no doubt that this is clarabelle cow because on the door when horse comes up it says clarabelle cow exactly on her door yeah um, also, Minnie doesn't have things covering her non-existent boobies anymore, which is, is nice to see. Oh, and I don't know if you guys noticed, but Minnie also has her oversized shoes that barely fit on her feet. Some of the things where it's showing her play the piano, particularly when it's showing her and Mickey uh, from that angle, you can see them like slipping off and like barely hanging onto her little feet. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I could show you guys again after this, but yeah, it's really cute. I want to see that. Uh, I meant to point it out, but I forgot. The synopsis is that they all go to a dance. They go to a shindig and then they dance and play music. Yeah. There's no plot to this. There's not. There's less of a plot than there was in the barn dance where we at least had like a romance rivalry thing. Yeah. This is literally just a bunch of characters go to a barn and dance and sing. Like there's absolutely no plot. What did you guys think of it? It was it was fine. There was. Some- would you say it was okay? I think yeah. it was. <laughs> I'd say it was okay. Uh, there were some some laughs um, and some groans. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very I, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree. Uh, yeah, it's fine. This is not. I watched several shorts uh, trying to decide which um, one to do next, and this was not the better of the shorts I watched. It just made the most sense in terms of. Clarabelle's here now, Horace is upright, Minnie, like, looks a certain way. Like, it just, it kind of made the most sense on in that respect. Um, but this isn't actually a favorite of mine or anything. This is still not the Kingdom, 
Kingdom Hearts <laughs> Mickey that I would like. <laughs> the show Mickey, yes, yes. Uh, no, he's still a little scamp. He is a very, he is very much a little scamp. Not as bad as he has been in some of the past. No, ones but he keeps but playing music sc- on Minnie's tail and, and then like then snapping her. her and snapping her underwear. It's like ugh, Mickey, yeah. come on. And and then too is can't even say he's just caught up in the moment because he definitively looks and plots and then does something. Yeah. <laughs> you see him. You see the plan you, on his yeah, face. Yeah, you see him thinking, looking, contemplating. Then he does it. A little stinker. He is very much a scamp. I liked Min- Minnie's little. Don't you do that? Yeah, <laughs> and swatting yeah. him. Yes, he good. deserved more comeuppance, but I liked her little thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Should we get specific? Oh, yeah, let's get specific. We kind of already were. Um, Sorry, the shorts are so... Short. (laughs) Um, But yeah, more about story and characters. Um, Again, this is the first time Clarabelle's officially on screen. This is uh, Horace more kind of... This doesn't really show a whole lot of Horace's personality. Um, Mm -hmm. In some of the shorts that I watched previous to this, he's kind of sometimes Mickey's like um sidekick almost in a way and he's got like a little bit of a fiery attitude that sometimes comes forth and he's also a flirt and none of that really comes through here um but that is some of the more defining attributes of horace who is a character that's never super well defined um before he kind of disappears yeah um and i don't know if 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 it needs to be in the house at hold up section, but wasn't a real fan of um, Clarabelle covering her udders and, and that whole, how that came to be. Uh, but what I was happy about that does hold up that, you know, again, so I can talk in this section. I was really glad that when Mickey was dancing with other, other females at the dance, that there was not a jealousy. I thought I was going to see Minnie acting all jealous and that was refreshing that, yeah, we, no, did, that like, we didn't go there. We're just all dancing together. Yeah, it's chill. Yeah. It was a, it was a shindig. Yeah. yeah. Admittedly, some sort of drama might have actually actually given us a plot but at that point it was also pretty late in the cartoon so it'd be weird to introduce a plot suddenly like that and yeah that's not a plot i particularly want to see so yeah um since you brought up when horace goes and picks up clarabelle uh you might have noticed that she was sitting naked in bed and reading a book that was called three weeks that is a erotic romance novel from 1907. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She notably, as soon as she realizes he's there, hides that book and puts on her clothes. I would also like to point out that three weeks was so controversial that this short was banned in Ohio. Oh, that is hilarious. She's like, <laughs> that is hilarious. I It's so funny because I did, you know, make note of, because you could clearly see the title and so uh-huh. I didn't think anything of it. And then I did kind of wonder why is she hiding the book, you know, or whatever. So, uh-huh. So that's some fun characterization for Clarabelle. I'm recommending this short just for that. That's hilarious it's so funny i was so like i watched i watched the adults (laughs) i watched the short and then like was looking at the wiki and i'm like wow really this suddenly makes me care more than i did before (laughs) and yeah no i mean this is it goes to show that back then cartoons weren't 
necessarily made to exclude children, but they weren't made only for children. <laughs> they, they, she's just reading a, a infamous erotic romance novel <laughs> of the time. It's from 1907, and yet in the 19, in 1930, in 1930, that book was still considered so controversial that Ohio banned this short. That is hilarious. That's, yeah. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. <laughs> The Fifty Shades of Its Time? I don't yeah, know. I know. I, yeah, maybe I so. Now, but now I can officially headcanon that Claire Balcow has read Fifty Shades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that just makes me like her so much more. This is hilarious. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really fun. That is so That's funny. A, wow. What a thing to add, guys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, so I will say this. It was, uh, I did, you know, it lived up to the little, the name, the shindig, because it was, it was so cute. Everyone was just having a great time. It was nice not to have drama. It would have, again, been nice if there had been more of a plot. Sure. But really, other than, again, them all in route, <laughs> having a good old time, you know, playing. It reminded me of some of the Muppet movies where you had the, uh, oh, what is the Doc and his band, mm. and they're in the big thing, and they're all just, you know, playing all this music, but that kind of thing. They're all Dr. in this car. Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Correct. And they'll be, like, you know, going along and playing all that music. So, yeah, Mickey and Minnie are in the back of, you know, whatever, the little vehicle, and just everyone's jamming out with the music, and then they get to the the shindig, and they're still all jamming out to the music and dancing. Yeah. And I think it's worth noting that, though, this is indicative of some of the Disney shows shorts at the time there were between this and the last one that we watched that was also literally like a dance um there were other ones that like did different things they weren't disney wasn't just putting out these like really simplistic no plot shorts um they there's um one where mickey ends up at a haunted house and like skeletons make him play an organ so they can dance <laughs> um <laughs> oh, there there's uh, the gorilla mystery where like a gorilla is on the loose and it breaks into the house and kidnaps minnie and mickey pulls a gun on it oh <laughs> wow there's uh another short or two that is pete um trying uh, kidnapping minnie and mickey has to go rescue her like there's some different things happening here but okay um this sort of short though is super indicative of the ways in which Disney was being copied at the time because people who were copying Disney were pretty much only making shorts like this. Oh, okay. okay. Um, partic- well, particularly Warner Brothers. Ah, uh, they were copycat. Oh, okay. they were just, their shorts are so boring <laughs> at this time. Uh, you distinguished for me, and it would be good to do for the audience, um, I... I did enjoy most of it flowed well, but there were definitely parts that I would catch that it was not in sync with the music. Yes. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's worth noting, like we talked about with the Bosco shorts, that at the time Warner Brothers was like the first ones who were recording the audio beforehand and then animating to it so that there was like that perfect synchronicity. You're like making the mouth movements perfectly match the audio because you already have it. Um, Whereas at the time, pretty much everyone else wasn't doing that. So this is a thing that Disney and and, um, these animators did beforehand. Like they animated the whole thing and then they recorded like a session of them trying to like 
play all the music and sound effects in sync with that animation. Um, so it mostly matches up well, but there's definitely some times where it's like noticeable that there the the sound and the animation isn't perfectly synced. Um, particularly like when Clarabelle is is like shouting, like her her uh, shouts don't match the actual audio shouts the whole time. And there's some other smaller things. That was one of the most noticeable bits. Yeah, and are you talking about when she was in the car and yeah. the car was acting up? Yeah. The other time that I really noticed was when Mickey was playing the harmonica, mm. and there was a bit. Uh, most of it was was synced. Fairly Fairly well, especially when he had his little hands that was covering more of the harmonica. But there was a time that he was, you know, just kind of like playing and there was a lot of the harmonica showing and it just did not look like it matched up. It was just, it was, yeah, it, it just stuck. It was bothersome to some extent. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, parts where it did match up well were actually pretty impressive, like with the piano playing mm-hmm. and the violin playing. Definitely. Uh, usually... Even now, it seems like they don't bother to look like they're playing the right keys when it feels like when Minnie was playing the piano, like her left hand was doing the bass line and her right hand was was playing, you know, more of the melody. And it felt like that reflected what the music was doing. Um, Again, more so than some some stuff today where they're just like, eh, the piano's playing, we'll put whatever music on it. Or even like typing on a keyboard, they just like spasm their hands on a keyboard and it's like yeah that is typing yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll do that in live action too <laughs> <laughs> boy do they <laughs> or video games yeah uh-huh. um two thing another thing that's that stuck out to me that was kind of weird it almost looked like a little glitch was first of all when is um, this animation Yes, it was animation. Let's just say we're officially in animation now, because that's all that I have that I want to talk about next, too. So, yeah. Okay. But we're in animation. Um, when Claire... Okay, we alluded to the fact that Clarabelle was on her bed, not dressed, and then she goes, and she and what she puts on, you see her walk off, and her udder, again, is just huge. It's, it's just, just like waving. It's just gigantic, and just so uncomfortably so. But She's then got she a goes, big udder. So... <laughs> Uh, anyway, so her outfit cu- just covers the udder. It's like a skirt that goes. She goes behind a thing and then like pulls a skirt on over her head, and you don't see what it covers until she comes back around the thing, and it's just her udder. Like her hips and stuff and legs are out. It's just very strange. <laughs> it's so it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, but my point is the thing that to me that was almost I thought was almost a glitch is then when they were at the shindig and dancing. A lot of the time she and Horace were center stage and, and dancing and she would do these movements. But all of a sudden her uh, her skirt that was covering her udder, it was just moving almost too fast to, to what they were doing. And it almost at times looked a little bit blurred to me. I, I'm not sure what was the going on The issue isn't that the skirt is animated poorly. The skirt moves fine. The issue is that they made it a polka dot skirt and that was clearly too much for them to handle because those polka dots are spasming everywhere mm, when okay. she moves, Okay, and, which makes it, it honestly looks like a computer glitch rather than like something that you would see in the, a 1930s cartoon. Like it looks, it looks kind of wild. Well, okay. So I'm not crazy, but that's, no. was, I was looking and I'm like, what is going on there again? It almost yeah, looks like they, a glitch. The basic, basically what's happening is that they aren't perfectly matching where the polka dots need to move as the dress moves. And so to us, it just looks like it's 
spasming and moving all over the place because they're not consistent with what the polka dots would look like if it was like a live action skirt with polka dots, you know? Yeah. Um, Hmm, Yeah, it was a bad choice for them to do that if they couldn't handle doing that because it looks really bad. Yeah, yeah. So that's the biggest thing, the, the, the most noticeable, even more than Mickey playing the harmonica you know. Yeah, the animation just looks wild on her skirt, like, all the time when she's moving. So you said that she pulled a skirt over her head. Didn't she? Dress. Well, I'm just saying, yeah. that's the least efficient way to put on a <laughs> skirt know. that only covers your udder. Well, I you're, putting, th- you're pulling all four legs through this skirt? <laughs> I think well, the reason that they did it is to, as just part of the, the how much is this dress covering? And the answer is not her body, not her legs, not her butt, just her udder. But yeah, it's but just, no, that is a ridiculous way to put that dress all, on. Just, just pull it all through your body just to cover the udders. Yep. No, you would just wrap it around there. Nope. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> it was all for the sake of the joke, babe. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, I liked her little hat too. She had like the little hat with a little flower. I don't recall. It's cute. I don't, th- I, I don't I know, know if she had it on. Did. I, I know many did. I'm pretty sure she, I'm pretty sure Clarabelle also put on a hat, at least when she was picked up. I'm not sure if she was still ha- wearing it when they were at the Shindig. Yeah, I don't remember off the top of my head. Also, she like powders herself all, like all over, including like her armpits and stuff. She's like, I want to not be smelly. <laughs> Or shiny or something. Sure, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I like, they, they recur to the like, your tail is connected to the neck. So, like, when he pulls her tail, it rings her yeah. neck bell. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it kind of, some is story, but I guess we can just, with animation, it did when little Mickey, little scamp, was sitting there and he'd look down and decide to pull Minnie's tail or whatever. The animation, again, was perfect with pulling the tail and then the snap back and then the times that he grabbed her underwear and snapped it back. And and that also went well with the sound. So that animation and that sync with Yeah, because it, well. it was all to the pop coast the weasel saw. Exactly. Oh, and even him, I really particularly liked when he uh, blew up he blew in a paper bag and, and, and you know inflated that and then popped it. And that was all done well and the only the pop that wasn't rude. Exactly, exactly. Well, yeah. Minnie's wasn't rude either. It was retribution, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, again, popped him back yes. uh, sla- by slapping him and then saying her little, don't, don't do... Don't you do that. Yeah. <laughs> I did like uh, that Mickey was playing a bucket or a pail, and so he had to come up with different ways to make drum sounds that weren't, you know, conducive to just having the pail. So, like, the bag... Or, like, he blew a raspberry for, like, a drum roll. Yeah. That was very cute. Yeah. 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 I also like, and I don't know if it's just me, but how that Mickey and Minnie are kind of, still, to me, seem to be kind of the little leaders of the group, and they're kind of helping entertain everyone and, and you know, playing playing the, the main music that everyone's dancing to, which I think is neat, which, of course, carries into what their little characters are and how they, they are in you know, in the whole little series. It's so funny what the group currently is, because it's basically two characters that everyone recognizes, two characters that only Disney nerds recognize, and then a bunch of randos. Yeah. Um, who some of them might have production names that, like, super nerds know, but I do not care enough to know what the random pigs and stuff are called. Uh, but it's just interesting that Pluto, Donald, Goofy, none of them exist yet. 
Yeah. They're not too far away, except for Donald, who's farther away. But they're not there yet. <laughs> I, d- I will say this, though. There were some repetitive, of course, movements and things like in the opening scene with the car driving and, and some of the ducks that were... Or I think ducks. Some kind of birds that were outside of the, the car, the vehicle, and they were walking alongside and some of their movements. But what I do like still is most of the characters, even in that big crowd, everyone didn't look just exactly the same. And that's, you know, so I'm really enjoying this level of animation now that's going on because those original ones that we we watched, crowd scenes, it would be like the same person, just all <laughs> the same person duplicated right, again right. and again. Uh, yeah, and, and just in terms, thinking of some of the cartoons that I watched that I didn't show you guys, there was definitely some more egregious uses of recurring animation in some of their earlier stuff. One is, I watched a silly symphony called Hell's Bells, which is literally like devils dancing in hell, which is an interesting Disney choice. Yeah, um, but at one point, there's some devils that are dancing, and it's like super similar to the skeleton dance um, with them like swishing and stuff like that. Mm. But then in that one that I mentioned where Mickey is in a haunted house and gets forced by skeletons to play the organ, a lot most of the animation is new, but there is a section where it's literally just the animation of the skeletons dancing from <laughs> the skeleton dance oh, and then they're, no. they're like dancing and then they get close to a window and their top halves get like blown away and that's new animation and then their feet like dance and in, in the same way that was going with the original one yeah oh, it was wow. i was like huh. wow you're just straight up reusing that animation <laughs> um that that short also had a blackface joke in it so Oh. Yeah, it was a it was a mammy. It was another one where they do the hands and say that, and I'm like, thanks, thanks, guys. Oh man. <sighs> um, I it's interesting how, with the animation, and they seem to like to do this. This seems to be a favorite of the time. This time it was when he was dancing with the dog, and she was like a um, I forgot what you call like a wiener dog. I know a wiener dog, but I know there's another name for a Dotson or whatever. Uh, but yeah. but then it would exaggerate how long the body was, and and then also how the body would stretch out. She's and just a long up. tube. She's just I know it would it would just and and yeah that's very what, very. Strange. That's what you do with those sorts of dogs in yeah. in animation, though. Really, you have to play around with that. And there were a few other characters that they did, like they elongated or they flattened or they did you know kind of a few weird things like that with. Let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it hold up? They were doing well until the last few seconds of the scene. And of course... They were doing okay they until were, the yeah. last few. They were doing relatively well comparatively. Yes, yes. The last person that Mickey dances with is a big fat pig lady. Um, and it goes relatively okay. There's some emphasis on her size, but it's relatively okay until she starts like jumping and bouncing her bottom on the floor. And it's like... Like the floorboards like sink in and stuff and Mickey's like going under her as she does this and then inevitably she falls on him and squishes him and the short literally ends with her showing her butt to the screen and he's like flattened on it and people are laughing and then it ends it's like oh okay (laughs) I guess so yeah it's like come on come on Disney come on Walt if you're not doing uh, you know horrible things to animals and you know and exaggerating utters now you have to do a fat joke Thought we were going to make it through this one without anything nope. egregious. <laughs> nope. Fat jokes. Goodness. Um, I don't think there's any racism or anything like that, though, fortunately. Um, I, I think it doesn't hold up very well because it's so 
It doesn't do anything remotely interesting compared to what cartoons are capable of today. And it doesn't have any big breakthroughs for what it was capable of back then. Even at the time, reviewers were like, it's okay. And I, yeah, I mean, I think that's true. It's interesting in terms of Disney history, just because it's like, oh, Clarabelle exists now. You know, that character that most people couldn't name, uh, <laughs> who uh, who does appear in modern things more often than Horace, at least, who is... It was almost non-existent nowadays. It's just not that interesting. I don't think that there's a lot of reason that modern audiences would be interested in it. So in that sense, I don't think it holds up terribly well. It's just not very interesting. Let's go on to our favorites and least favorites. What was your least favorite moment in the short? It was the part at the end with the fat lady who crushes Mickey and everyone laughs. Yeah. Same with me. Yeah. What was your favorite moment? It was uh, Clarabelle reading Smut. Because <laughs> that's hilarious. I didn't know that was going on. I, so also, I'm just that general that. scene yeah. of like Horace coming and picking her up, I think was yeah. where I was most engaged with the short. I, I think where I was most engaged was uh, when when Mickey and Minnie were playing music, especially the like I mentioned the drum scene with when he blows the raspberry as the drum roll. That was um, cute. Yeah. And I think my favorite also, or, or what I was most engaged is, again, when Mickey and Minnie were playing the piano, but when Mickey got his comeuppance from Minnie and she <laughs> added the little chorus, but, but bopped him back. So I like that. That was cute. Who was your least favorite character in the short? Maybe Horace? Yeah, Horace doesn't have show any of his personality really here, which is a letdown for me, having seen the bits of it that exist before this, so... Yeah, I'm going to have to say that, too, because anyone else was such a side character that I don't think you could really consider them a character. And again, I didn't dislike Horace, but it just, I just didn't know very much about his personality. Yeah. I mean, he was, yeah. His car showed more personality than him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much. Know, seriously. Who was your favorite character? Between Clarabelle and Minnie. I want to say Clarabelle because of what she's reading, but overall, she wasn't all that interested in here. I think I'm going to say Minnie. Uh, Minnie was fun playing her piano and stuff, slapping Mickey that one time. Yeah, she was fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to also agree, little Minnie. She's, she was, well, one is she just was such a cutie pie from the beginning. But yeah, feisty and, and standing up for herself and good empowerment. So yay, Minnie. Let's go on to our overall consensus and what we would rate it. I think, as you've kind of said before, it's okay. Uh, across time, we all agree it's okay. <laughs> Uh, I would say I would not recommend it. The only, I would I would recommend you seeing Clarabelle reading Smut. <laughs> <laughs> that knowing it will be really really funny. I guess I'll give it a two. We'll go with a two. Like it was it was it wasn't bad. Uh, the the fat joke was annoying. The music was actually pretty catchy. I don't think it I was. Really talked it's about still that. in my head. <laughs> But the, the music was pretty catchy. Like, I think they did a good job with the choices of music that they had. Yeah, I think I'll stick with the two. I think I'm going to go 2.5 the same as I did Steamboat Willie because I really like the animation in this. Uh, and for the most part, it syncs well with the sound. There were some that, that, that weren't. I didn't, absolutely did not like the fat joke at the end. But there was just some... Even though it didn't have a lot of plot, I just liked the animation, you know, better and the synchronization really even more overall than than the sync with Steamboat Willie. I'll very lightly recommend it. If you just want to watch old ones, you could do a lot worse than this, but you can also do a lot better. Um, I'll give it a two. Um, 
there's not a lot to sink my teeth into character-wise or anything here, um, unlike Barn Dance and Steamboat Willie, which at least have some interesting things there. The most interesting thing is just what Clarabelle's reading. <laughs> um, it's not necessarily meant to be any sort of characterization, even though it is. Um, it's fine. It's a two. It's fine. It's okay. Just like, it's okay. I just like how we keep saying that. I get, yeah. You can do worse. You can do a lot better. Yeah. Too funny. Thank you all very much for listening. Next time we will be watching the very first short that has Betty Boop in it. All right. Ooh, okay. Thank you all very much for listening. And Thank until you. next time. Thank you all. Bye. Bye. This has been How's It Hold Up with Danica Juarez and Jan James. You can find our podcast on Twitter at How's It Hold Up Pod. That's with each word capitalized and no apostrophe. Also, if you'd like to support us, we have a Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash user question mark U equals 2790566. Every little bit helps, and even with a minimum pledge, you get access to things you won't hear in our main podcast feed. Check it out for more info. The two pieces of music used in this episode were created by Kevin McLeod. You can find both The Curtain Rises and Cool Cats at incomptech.com. That's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H dot com. Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0. Thanks for listening.